Well, how's it going? Good. Have a good. Surviving? Yes. Yes, that's a good word for it is surviving. Yeah. Uh, and I would like for everyone to know, this week I have actual coffee. Actual coffee. In my coffee cup. I don't. I already had. I already drank mine. Yeah. Well, this Ben's is... on a second cup um, this morning. Yes. Uh, before nine o'clock, he had a second cup, which... Uh, do not make me spill my coffee. Mm. Please. I'll do my best. Please. But uh, I, I can't, I just can't, I can't do that. I mean, I used to be able to, like whenever I was working in the coffee shop in Lexington, I used to, <laughs> <laughs> I used to like, you know, I'd go in at about 6.15, 6.20 in the morning and have to pour espresso shots and make sure that they're perfectly dialed in. Yeah. And, and it was very, again, it was snooty coffee. So we were like tasting loads of them. And in the winter, it was like so difficult because when in the cold, the beans change density or something it's something weird happens to the beans something scientific something scientific if they get too cold they don't extract right in the coffee machine so Mm. for a while we kept forgetting to leave the heating on overnight so then i came in and it would literally take me about 45 minutes and about 14 shots of espresso to get the coffee to where i wanted normally it took me about three shots to to get the coffee where i wanted it but there was a couple of mornings where i ended up having to get a spit cup because it was was just like (laughs) trying to yeah, so Point you were coffee. you were basically like hearing colors at that yeah, point yeah, was yeah. what was happening. Was it was this song "Smell the Color Nine? Have yes, you ever heard that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Who did that? Why do I remember that? I, I don't know. It's weird the things you remember. That was the same guy who did the. Uh, if cartoons could worship, was that him? Did you did you hear that one? I did. I did. I can't remember. With Elmer Fudd. And yeah, yeah. I always pictured Elmer Fudd's. Voice being the voice of Moses. Okay. You know how Moses said he had like a stutter, oh, yeah, a speech yeah, yeah, problem okay, or okay. something like that? Yeah, hey, whoa. I forgot about that. <laughs> Let my people go. You know, I yeah. just, it's. <laughs> that would be. I don't know how I Off got to here. a strong start. Yeah. Off to a strong start. Mm-hmm. Then, you know, that's the thing about impressions. You know, is that when you're not good at impressions, like I'm not good at impressions. I thought that, that Elma, Fudd, Elma Fudd was pretty good. <laughs> that. The, the well, kind of croakiness in it. Yeah, you know? well, well, thank you. That, that's the thing. You always think you're good mm-hmm. at impressions in your head. Until you do it in front of somebody. <laughs> Until you actually like watch this back. And yeah. Then, yeah, yeah, that's true. It's terrible. That's true. The only, wow. the only impression I can really do is this American Southern accent because it's so, such a strong accent. It's kind of easy to do. Not that I'm going to do it on the internet oh, for no. see. No, no. But uh, Go ahead. in person, I'll frequently... <laughs> yeah. Again, this is completely off topic, but there was one of the first few months I was here, once I began to get comfortable with people, and people began to get comfortable with me, mm-hmm. and that's when the accent mimicking can start, you know, which, which Kevin made fun of. You know, that, that was pretty much planting. from word that go, though. Word go. Yeah, but there was one time we were we were up. Kevin is savage. Yeah. <laughs> there was a time we were up at the uh, the computer, um, just before a Sunday morning service. And the internet wasn't working well, and, and Christy was talking about the Wi-Fi, but obviously she said Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi. And yep. she said it loudly, and then it just, it was like this, this like, knee-jerk reaction that I couldn't control, where I just went, Wi-Fi. <laughs> I was like, oh, sorry. Here it is. I don't I'm, know here I'm here now. Yet. Yeah, I'm here now. <laughs> but, um, so Ephesians. Yeah, speaking of um, Sundays and sermons yeah, and yeah, yeah. church-type <laughs> things. Uh, yeah, so we we are continuing Ephesians, mm-hmm. and we're into chapter 5. Yeah, finally so got to chapter 5. Yeah, two chapters left. Yeah. And we're flying through this one at a blazing pace. Blazing. Uh, 
two verses. Two verses this yeah, week. Yeah, yeah. yeah, last week. I mean, we covered a good section. It was a, it was a big chunk uh, yeah. of of scripture last week, and then this week it, we decided upon two. So right. we landed right yeah. there on two. And uh, if you want, I'll go ahead and read that for, for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ephesians five verses one and two. Therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children. And walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us, a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. Mm. So, yeah, that's what we covered. Um, and, you know, to kind of go back and just to recap very, very quickly, um, mm-hmm. you know, we, we spent some time talking about what it is to be an imitator of mm-hmm. God. Uh, you know, the, we, we talked about children. Mm-hmm. You know, imitating their parents, uh, sons with their fathers, mothers with their moms, and vice versa. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's there's always this mimicking, and that can be another word that's translated there of the you know, out of the Greek the imitate. of imitators. Mm-hmm. Um, it's basically maybe even more accurately uh, mm-hmm. translated mimic mm-hmm. uh, to mime mm. somewhat. And uh, that that's what we're being you know led to do here you know therefore so we're coming off of last week mm-hmm. uh, the especially the the last verse verse thirty two of chapter four be kind to one another mm-hmm. tender hearted forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you mm-hmm. so that's that's where we kind of start with the baseline of imitating God right. but Paul lays out here love mm-hmm. you know we see. Two examples of love that Paul talks about. In verse 1, it's the love of the Father. Mm-hmm. And in verse 2, it's the love of the Son. And we talked about you know the, the power of love, the pattern of love, and really wanted to go with some alliteration there and go right. with the perfume mm-hmm. of love. But I, I digressed, and I went with the fragrance <laughs> of love. So that's, yeah. that's kind of what we covered. And then we talked about some practical application points of knowing the love of God, Walking in the love of God right. and resting in the right. love of God. So, it's a it's so critical, I think, for us in this point, in this junction in history, mm-hmm. of being imitators of God and really right. weighing out our words, weighing out our actions, the way that we uh, interact with other people. Not only the way that we interact with the world, but the way that we interact with our brothers and sisters. Because again, this is a letter to the church mm-hmm. about the relational aspect primarily of the church and how they're relating to one another. So yeah. if we back up to verse 32 again, for one another, your mm-hmm. brothers and sisters in Christ, be tenderhearted, mm-hmm. forgive one another, be kind to one another, mm-hmm. just as Christ did for you. Yeah. Um, so I think it's a real critical point. I don't, yeah. I don't know if there's ever a time that it's not critical, right. but... I think that as we look at the culture and the surroundings and what uh, what we're facing now, mm-hmm. it's a big deal. Yeah. Uh, especially, yeah, maybe that person that you've sat behind for years that was always your your church buddy. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe there's some tension there. Maybe they don't have the same political beliefs that you do. Maybe they don't feel the same thing about vaccinations as what right. you feel. Maybe right. they have different ideological premises on just about everything. Right. And now this person that was your church buddy, there's some tension there. Mm-hmm. And maybe you're not as comfortable setting behind them yeah. as what you used to be. Yeah. Be kind. Yeah. That's good. Uh, the uh, verse one here in the, is this NIV? Let yes. Check. I yes. think it is. Um, it's the NIV. Yeah, the NIV version. Uh, it doesn't say imitate or mimic. It says follow God's example, okay. which I suppose is which is a good, like, uh, 
it's like an explanation as to how to imitate God. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, because if we just say imitate God, that's kind of, I think, on a surface level, we where do you start? Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Whereas, mm-hmm. like, and then you know, I suppose other translations will say things like follow God's example as a means to attain the imitation right, process. Right, you know, yeah. where it's like we can't imitate God's example without knowing what the example is. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, and, and we'll see this coming Sunday that Paul has kind of surrounded this statement mm-hmm. with very similar things. You know, we're, right. we're going to see that there's – and that's one of the primary reasons that I kind of broke up the passage mm-hmm. this week to go verses 1 and 2 because, I mean, imitating God and his love is a big deal. And mm-hmm. it, it's worthy of having more time than what we even dedicated, dedicated right. to it this Sunday. But – it was almost a little bit of a palate cleanser mm-hmm. because we've talked a couple weeks on this coming up here yeah. about this is not how you learn Christ. You're a new creation. Mm-hmm. Stop doing these things. Here's yeah. the new things. And then Paul does this these two little verses here of this tagline of therefore. And then he kind of goes back into the same thing. Mm-hmm. So Paul's giving us not only what the example to follow, the, the example to imitate and to mimic, but he's saying here's the the polarizing sides of that, mm-hmm. the, you know, the the extremes of yeah. what you have within yourself to be and what God is, what right. you need to be imitating. Yeah, yeah, very cool. Um, one thing is makes me think of this passage as well because you you pointed out obviously that the two uh, lessons of love or examples of love to follow, which is God's and Christ's, mm-hmm. right? God the Father and God the Son. Um, I think growing up and and probably still nowadays, I view them differently. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And and I remember I think you were sharing with me about the the different uh, ways in which we, we relate mm-hmm. to the Godhead. Yeah, um, I don't know if you want to, yeah yeah we kind of uh, <laughs> yeah we, we for most of us we ascribe personality traits. And again, this is just something. This is a human trait that we all have. It's mm-hmm. like we associate things we don't understand. With those things that we do, we try to put mm-hmm. cognitive reasoning yeah. and thoughts behind things that we don't understand. It's just what we do. Uh, and I think to a great degree that what I'm getting ready to share with you is accurate. But we kind of relate to the Godhead and we perceive them in different ways. So we, by Godhead, we mean the Trinity, God the mm-hmm. Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Um, most of the time, we'll view God the Father in our cognitive reasoning of the way that we relate to maybe our earthly fathers. You know, mm-hmm. we, we kind of yep. see God the Father primarily as we see our earthly fathers. Mm-hmm. So if if there's a fearful, judgmental, kind of intimidating, mm-hmm. distant relationship that you have with an earthly father, then you're going to be fighting against that Primarily, right. right. Most of the time, in your concept of how you relate with God the Father, uh, God the Son, Jesus, mm-hmm. um, we primarily see more as the way that we relate to our mothers, mm-hmm. uh, kind of that advocate, mm-hmm. you know, that that person that we go to. Right. That it's not quite as intimidating as going mm-hmm. to the Father, mm-hmm. but with the mother, there's this little bit of advocacy mm-hmm. there that takes place, a little bit. In our minds, a little bit more understanding, right? And a little less judgmental, yeah. a little less intimidating, right? And then the Holy Spirit. Most of the time, we kind of relate to uh, one of our siblings, 
Right. You know, mm-hmm. And and again, like I'm not. This is not a hundred percent. You know, broad brush. Right. You know, just this is how everyone is. But I think in a lot of our lives, right. if we think about that, yeah, that's kind of how we do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, another thing, I think we also separate God's love and God's example and and stuff like that from the Old Testament to the New Testament. Mm-hmm. You know, like we, I definitely up until recently, really struggled to look at the stories of the Old Testament and the stuff that happened and the crazy stories as just a loving as God or just as loving a God <laughs> as we see in the New Testament with Jesus. Do you know what I mean? Because I think that what we see in the New Testament with Jesus is more in line with our current culture's understanding of love mm-hmm. versus the warrior protective love that we see in the Old Testament even though it's the same character and and we see it throughout the Bible of that God is the same yesterday today and forever you know Um, and we you know we look at David's understanding of God and just how loving he knew God was Mm -hmm. despite the fact that everything around them from our view today makes God in the Old Testament look so much more vengeful right right you know culturally yeah well in the the shifts that we see take place there, or it's according to how you pronounce it, but epoch or epoch, mm-hmm. E-P-O-C-H, mm-hmm. is the transition, the changes in the epoch, which the epoch basically just means that God began relating differently mm-hmm. or dealing differently mm-hmm. with his creation. So we, we see a couple times in the Old Testament, and especially the Old Testament to the New Testament, mm-hmm. Uh, a shifting in these mm-hmm. epochs, and mm-hmm. and that's one of the things. Yeah, we 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 struggle with that. Really understanding that God's love hasn't changed, right? Just kind of the way He relates, and kind of mm-hmm. the way that He deals mm-hmm. with His creation has changed, right? Yeah. Um. But yeah. So, what are these two verses? What 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 things did you end up needing to to chop out? Well, really, kind of going back to that epoch. Right, okay. Change yeah, that yeah, took yeah. place with Christ because God, the love of God the Father and the love of the Son mm-hmm. uh, in our minds is quite different. So basically the atonement factor. Right. You know, what type of atonement did Christ mm-hmm. provide for us? Mm-hmm. Because the atonement in the Old Testament was a singular day mm-hmm. in a nation of where animal sacrifices and three-day consecration of priests and the high priest and the nation and everything had to take place and everything had to be just right. And it was on that day that the high priest could enter into the presence of God, into the Holy of Holies, and make atonement through animal sacrifice for the sins of the nation. And hopefully for that guy, it was successful Yeah, uh, you know, because he would have a bell that he would ring obsessively in my mind. You know, the guy was just going like crazy with that bell because they would tie a rope around him that way that if he was unworthy, if the consecration process did not go well, they could recover the body. They could recover the body without anybody else entering in and falling dead. And then we just, you know, got the bodies hitting the floor there, so to speak. Yeah. Um, But that changed through the atonement of Jesus Christ Mm. and kind of the way that we view atonement. That was the biggest thing that I chopped, didn't even get into because I knew I couldn't. But I think that there's three primary ways that we view atonement, if if we're getting theological here, uh, and maybe a little bit deeper than Mm -hmm. what we 
think most of the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the ways that we that is widely and commonly viewed as atonement is that Christ's atonement represents, and we need to mimic and imitate from a from a morality standpoint. Mm-hmm. That Jesus came to show us what the good, moral, upright, righteous Christian life looked like, yep. and that we need to try to imitate that. We need to mimic that, mm-hmm. and there's that. Uh, that's the type of it's a morality atonement, pretty much. Then the secondary one is kind of the uh, Christus victus, you know, the victory in Christ, and mm-hmm. that He has taken victory over the spiritual uh, realms mm-hmm. and over the spiritual forces and powers on our behalf. That we're right. no longer subject to them mm-hmm. through His atonement, and then you have the penal substitutionary atonement, which is basically Christ died in our place. Right. Yeah, he is the substitution right. on our behalf, that yeah. he died as us, for us, because of us, uh, because of a way that we couldn't uphold. Right. You know, there was no way. It had been proven for thousands of years mm-hmm. that we could not be this atonement for ourselves. Um, and there's just as we do as humans – there's so many different camps, and yeah. people get so passionate about these, which in my mind, all three of them mm-hmm. are accurate yeah. on, on some level, if not the entirety yeah. of the level. But I think to single them out and to individualize them, mm-hmm. you know, I, I th- we have to understand the atonement to a certain degree mm-hmm. that Christ provides for us. Um, you know, if he wasn't... Well, yeah, well, with that comes a recognition of the fact that we needed... Set atonement, which yeah. is a huge part of our salvation process. Yeah, yeah. You know? because we were powerless over our more our own morality. Mm-hmm. We were powerless over spiritual powers and influences, mm-hmm. and we were powerless over ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know, there was no way that we could provide that. So, all three of those areas, yeah. I see as that's part of the atonement. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there's there's some interesting writings and studies and stuff. So, I think that that's that cool. that was definitely chopped because mm-hmm. that's. You know, that's, yeah, that would have been an interesting one to yeah, get into. Yeah. But I think that, that that gives us a glimpse of that love, mm. uh, especially the love of the Father, the love of the Son is the same love. Right. But we see it differently. Yeah. We comprehend it differently. Mm. And I think to understand, especially the love of the Son, you have to understand to a certain level the atonement that the Son provided. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very cool. Cool. Well, I mean, those are interesting. I like those, those, the, our understanding of atonement yeah. type stuff, because yeah. I think we easily forget that Jesus accomplished a lot more than we think on the surface. <laughs> Do yeah. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. he dealt, like there was just so much that happened and was defeated. And yeah, because we, we make it very personal. I think for me, it definitely usually comes back to this personal atonement thing, mm-hmm. you know, like, uh, or a substitutionary thing of like, I'm flawed, he died for me. But then I forget about the fact that he freed me from spiritual forces yep. and he freed me from the law of the Old Testament yeah. and, and so, so many different areas. And it's it, it's refreshing to be like, oh, there's like so much more that he accomplished mm-hmm. than just. Yeah. And the, another interesting thing that we didn't dive too deeply into Sunday morning was the, um, the fragrance mm. of this, you know, because it's, Christ's 
death mm-hmm. and his atonement for us was a very pleasant fragrance. Yeah. And you can see that word in the reference to sacrifices and prayers mm-hmm. uh, being fragrant or not so much, mm-hmm. uh, right. good or bad fragrance, yeah. Yeah. Uh, all throughout the Old and New Testament, all the way into the book of Revelation where he was talking about, you know, and there was a span, I can't remember exactly where it's mentioned, but it says there was a span of silence in heaven for around a half an hour, I think is what John equated it to. Right. And he said, and on the altar was incense and the prayers of the saints hmm. were being lifted up into Christ. So, I mean, it's, you, you've got angels that are hmm. stationed, that their whole purpose is to be around the throne of God crying, mm-hmm. holy, holy, holy is the Lord God yeah. Almighty. I mean, that's just, that's their, yeah. holy, 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 that's their purpose. That's what they do mm-hmm. all the time. So there's constant praise Mm-hmm. Um, of the Creator of God going on in heaven, and then we see this glimpse that John had that uh, God was just like, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, I, I need to call a silence here because there's there's a fragrance mm-hmm. that's being lifted to me. Mm-hmm. There's a sacrifice. There's a prayer. There's mm-hmm. something on the altar. That would be a really interesting study to look into of like the like a theology on fragrances around Christ because mm-hmm. you know you have the frankincense at the start of his life you have yes. the the alabaster jar mm. being poured yes. out of him and the perfumes and then you have this stuff of like a beautiful fragrance because we yeah we equate his death to as something terrible which it was yes absolutely it was but it was the greatest moment in the history yeah, of the earth it, at the it's same like the time most beautiful thing ever yeah but it was the, the worst thing ever yeah yeah it's yeah. such a strange Again, thing. there's no cognitive reasoning yeah. that we can put behind that. Yeah, yeah, very cool. That would be interesting. Uh, I'll have to, I'm sure there's some book that dives way too deeply into the importance of smell in the Bible. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. a, a Why would there not anything? be a book on yeah. that, right? Yeah. yeah, that's funny. Cool. Well, I mean... Do you want to know what's coming next week? Yes, we do. Of course yeah. you do. Yeah, we have what... Hang on, let me do the math. 15 verses. No. Well, did you not say you were going to do either 17 verses this week? So I was just removing the two. Yeah. Have you changed it? You you can't. You've thrown me off. You can't listen too much to what I say <laughs> leading up to something. Okay. Uh, I think that we're going to be doing verses <laughs> 3 through 14. People are going to start thinking that you just think of your just sermons kind of in the way you talk. That's not what happens <laughs> ever. Uh, no, I, I, I'm planning on right. yeah, yeah. 3 through 14. Okay. This cool. this upcoming week, and that's what I'm studying. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm preparing for. Um, God has, from time to time, called audibles on me. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Very cool. Wake up, sleeper, and rise from the dead. Yes, I, I like and that. Christ will shine upon you. Yeah. I like it. I cool. Well, um, yeah, thank you all for joining us on Chop for Time. We're going to be diving back into this again next week. Um, and I might try and have coffee next week in person, because... It's, I keep making fun of the fact that we have water, but that's entirely my fault for yeah, just not putting coffee in it. Yeah, yeah I, I put water in this cup. So I'm going to follow suit with you next week. Again, all the time is what I deal with. All the time. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks for joining us. Again, submit questions, all those kinds of things yes. online. Uh, yeah, coffee and, and questions on Saturday. Make yeah. sure you check that out on our YouTube channel. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, and uh, do, the, do the YouTube things. Do the, do the likes and, the, and smash it yeah all those things we hate being those people we say we hate it really <laughs> deep down <laughs> deep I don't down think I don't okay. think we really do yeah 
Well, anyway, good to see you all. We'll chat to you again next week. See you.